Welcome to Connect Church. We're a new church in the East Windsor Heightstown area, and we're a church that is looking to connect to Jesus and community. We're so glad you've joined us. God bless you, Connect Church. It's a privilege to preach before you today. Um, I am Darrell Covington. I'm a good friend of uh, Pastor David Amendola. That's my brother from another mother. And uh, to your pastor, uh, Frank, who I am uh, starting to embrace as my brother from another mother. I don't know if he knows that yet, but it's happening. But um, I appreciate the opportunity to preach before you guys today. And uh, we're going to get right into the Word of God. Uh, Before we get started, uh, we have to have covering prayer. So uh, let's pray together. Our Father, we thank you for your grace. Lord, we thank you for your mercy. God, we thank you that uh, we have the privilege and the opportunity, Father, to open up your word and to hear what you have to say. So God, use me for your glory today. Lord, let's hear your words, God. Uh, Move me aside, Father. But Lord, let's hear what you have to say, God. Bless your people. For those who are at home, Lord God, watching this, God, keep them strong, Lord God. Cover them with your blood, Lord. We love you and we thank you, God. Let's hear what you have to say. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. So I have the privilege of continuing uh, the discipleship series uh, that uh, we've been going through. And I was given the topic of, uh, well, actually, I chose the topic, uh, transformation. Uh, Transformation, kind of a little bit of a focus on, I guess another word would be for transformation would be sanctification, right? As we're continuing to grow in Christ. So um, our verse today is Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 17 through 24, Ephesians chapter 4, 17 through 24. And it reads, Now this I say and testify in the Lord, this is Paul talking, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do, in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. Due to their hardness of heart, they have become callous. And have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ. Verse 21, assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him, as the truth is in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, And to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. And as I said, uh, today we're going to be talking on transformation, uh, sanctification, growing uh, more in Christ. Um, When I saw the title Transformation, I immediately thought of uh, the toys and the TV show back in the day called Transformers. I'm sure many of you may remember that. Uh, It was a show in the 80s, but uh, they've made many different variations of the show. Uh, They went and they made movies that you've seen. But my brother and I, we had the toys. And my brother was always, he always chose the good guys, right? So he chose the Autobots. Those were the good guys. So his main guy was Optimus Prime. And I don't know why. God has blessed me. I always chose the bad guys. I don't know why, but I always chose the Decepticons. So my main guy was the leader of the Decepticons, leader of the bad guys, Megatron. So 
one thing about the Transformers is that they transform. It's in the name. The, the slogan that was always used for them was uh, transform, Transformers, Robots in Disguise. So the point of them were, the point of them was, is that when they were robots, they would transform into vehicles. So you would not know if that was actually a robot. It would just be Optimus Prime. He was always a truck, right? But with the different variations that they did with the show, there was one time where they made them turn into animals. So my favorite toy was when Megatron was a dragon, right? And it was, it was really awesome. It was. I, I wish I could show you a picture of it. It was like orange. He's got the long wings. That was purple. And it, it, it was awesome. It's my favorite toy. But I had a problem with those toys. I had a hard time transforming them. I couldn't transform the both of them. I struggled with taking him and making Megatron from the robot to the dragon. I had a hard time doing that to the point where, you know, he would have a dragon head, but he would still have the arm and he would still have a foot when he's supposed to have a dragon's arm and a dragon's feet. I had a hard time doing that. I would always get my brother to help me do that. But it was difficult to do. And the point of the Transformers was that it was supposed to be one or the other. If you were changing him to the robot, he should be the robot. If you're turning him to the animal or the vehicle, he should be the animal or the vehicle. It should not be a resemblance of both. It should be one thing. And that's the same thing with us as Christians. For those of us who have received Christ as our Savior, we should resemble what Christians look like. We should not resemble the life of someone who does not know Christ. We should resemble the life of someone who has received Christ as their Savior. And this is where we find ourselves today in Ephesians chapter 4. It's the Apostle Paul is writing this letter, letter to the church of Ephesians where he is encouraging them to be unified in Christ. Now, the church is filled with new converts, uh, Gentiles and Jews. They are new to the Christian faith. And with that new convert and the new Christian faith, there was slightly an issue that was happening. Uh, the Gentiles thought because the Jews were the original chosen people from God, they believed that the Jews had a higher standard in Christ and the Gentiles had a lower standard. But we know that's not the case. We know that when we receive Christ, that we are all first-class citizens, right? There is no different levels. So as Paul is discipling this church, as he is telling them to grow in Christ, he is stressing that they need to live their lives as Christians. Now that they have received Christ, new Christians, they're new to this, Paul wants to show them what it means to be in Christ. And this is the same for us. Our life should resemble just that. Our life should reflect someone who has received Christ as our Savior. Now, here's the thing that's important about this. This isn't just behavior modification, right? This isn't that we just start doing good things and that that means I'm growing in Christ. It is a heart and mind change. 
That's where this is. So Paul explains to us what it is like living our lives apart from Christ. And then he explained to us what it is like when we have a life with Christ. So as we go through this text, only a few verses here, Paul is going to explain to us what life is like apart from Christ and what life is like when we are with Christ. And as when we receive Christ as our Savior, that is what our life should look like. So let's look at this together. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. And it says, Now this I say and testify in the Lord, that you know that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do, in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to every kind of impurity. So point number one, I would say, if I were to give it a point, I would say a life apart from Christ is hopeless. A life apart from Christ is hopeless. Now, Paul starts us off here, and he starts off by saying, you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do. So he is saying that for those who do not know Christ, your life should not look like their life. Remember, Paul is talking to new converts for people who are new believers in Christ. And he is saying that you must no longer live your lives as they do. And he uses harsh words to explain uh, the life that they have, the kind of lifestyle and mindset that they have. And the reason why it's so harsh, the reading why the reason why it can be it can seem so gloomy is because life a part of Christ is harsh. It is gloomy. It's not good. Paul is stressing that it is nothing, it's nothing worth going back to. If that life is in the rear the rear view mirror, if that life is in the rear view mirror for you, it needs to stay there. If you consider those days the good old days, then you need to make new memories in Christ and call those the good old days, right? It is nothing worth going back to. And Paul is saying, as you are in Christ, that is not the life that you should have. And we go back to, uh, we go back to the verse, and he says, you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do, in the futility of their minds. Their mindset characterizes futility, meaning it is pointless, useless, foolish. It is a mindset that has no direction and no care for anything. And these, th these people have chosen ignorance and denied the truth of God. Paul gives a an even better understanding of that mindset in Romans chapter 1, verses 21. And he says, For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. So with this mindset, they have embraced ignorance. They have embraced not knowing the truth. And I'm sure we've all heard this phrase before, where the verse is, the phrase is, uh, ignorance is bliss. 
what we don't know won't hurt us, right? If, if I don't know what's wrong, then it's not wrong. If I don't know what's right, then it doesn't matter because it's not right if I don't know about it. And what Paul is saying that this mindset is foolish. They are choosing to not know God. They are choosing ignorance. They are choosing to be foolish from the truth of God. And let's look back at eight, uh, verse 18 in Ephesians 4. And it says, they are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. Verse 19, they have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. Paul is not letting up. Paul is saying that because of this foolish mindset, this darkened understanding, they cannot comprehend the things of God. But it says one thing that I find important. Look back at the verse. It says alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. They are alienated from God. I remember when you had uh, Connect Church, we had uh, the first birthday celebration. I had the privilege of being there. And Pastor Frank preached on uh, John 15, uh, verse 5, where he talks about Jesus says that I am the true vine. Right? Here's the verse. I am the true vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. When Pastor Frank preached this, he basically said, when you're not connected to God, you're dead. That there is no life apart from Christ. If you're not connected to Christ, you have no life. And what Paul is saying with this darkened understanding, with this futile mindset, they do not have a life that comes from God. And I guess I would ask the question, and I mean, I'm, I'm, you're probably wondering yourself, what is that life? What is that life that comes from God? Without receiving Jesus as our Savior, we are dead in our sins. Spiritually dead, without any sense of hope. One of the old hymns always says, I was seeking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. Without Christ, we have no hope. We are stuck in the bondage of our sin. And Paul actually gives us an even better understanding of what life looks like without Christ in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 through 4, where he says, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. Without Christ, we are stuck in our sins. 
living our lives mindlessly, embracing our sin, living in sin without any hope of an escape. Life apart of Christ is hopeless. It's filled with sorrow. But by the grace of God, by the blood of Jesus Christ, we can be saved. But that is the lifestyle that Paul is saying that we should not live. We should not live our lives as if we are hopeless without sin, living in sin. We should not have that mentality. And we go back to Ephesians chapter 4 and we look at verse 19 and Paul wraps up what this life is like without Christ. He says, they become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. These people who are not believers in Christ, who have not received Christ, they live their lives freely in sin without consequence. They don't know the truth, but realistically, they don't care to know the truth. They may know of God, but they choose not to know more about God. And Paul is saying that for those of us who have received Christ as our Savior, that's not the life that you are called to live. You are not called to live hopelessly embracing and indulging in sin. Life apart of Christ is hopeless. But Paul is saying for those who have received Christ, that is not how we should conduct themselves. So Paul takes all of that time and says, okay, so if that's what it looks like, if that's what life looks like without Christ, what does life look like with Christ? What does it look like when you are with Christ, how should a Christian conduct themselves? Let's look at the verse. Verse 20. But that is not the way you learned Christ. Assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus. To put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires. And to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. And this is the second and final point. We said earlier that a life without Christ is hopeless. A life with Christ is filled with hope. Paul starts off with my favorite conjunction, as I would say, in verse 20. But that is not the way you learned Christ. Paul is saying, the life that I have just wrote about, that mindset that I just wrote about, that was not in what you learned about Christ. That life was not said when you heard the gospel. But I love how Paul kind of gets a little sarcastic here a little bit. Let's read verse 20 again. But that is not the way you learned Christ. Christ, verse 21, here how we get sarcastic. Assuming that you have heard about him and were taught at him as the truth is in Jesus. Paul is saying, assuming that you heard the gospel. Assuming that you have received Christ. Assuming that you were taught in him and that you heard the truth of Jesus. 
Paul is saying, if that be the case, if you have heard the truth of Jesus Christ, and if you have received Christ as your Savior, your life should reflect that. I'll say it again. Assuming you have heard Christ, you've heard the gospel, you have received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and repented of your sins, your life should reflect that. The life that we live should reflect that. We should be living a life that is pleasing and honoring to God. And this life calls us to put off our old self, to renew our minds, and to put on the new self. Let's look and see what that means. Verse 22, Paul says, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of, of life, and is corrupted through deceitful desires. And to be renewed in the spirit of your minds. And to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in, your, in true righteousness and holiness. Paul says that we are to put off our old self. What does Paul mean when he says to put off our old self? Our old self is everything that we just read in verse 17 through 19. That old lifestyle that is corrupt through our deceitful desires. The life that has no hope in Christ because it is dead in our sins. And we are called to put off the old self. To put off that old corrupt and deceitful desires. But what does he mean, put off? I've heard preachers use this example before. So it's not an original example, So, I, but I'm, I'm, I'm giving credit. Uh, it, it's like you go into the gym, right? And you, you go and you, you've been there all day, got a good workout. You know, it was a good day. You go home, you take a shower. And what, what do you do? You put back on the sweaty clothes that you wore from the gym after a nice shower. That's what Paul is saying. Paul is saying, you do not put that back on. You take it off. You put off your old self. We are brand new in Christ. Washed by the blood of Jesus Christ, saved from our life in bondage of sin. And Paul is saying that we do not go back to that lifestyle. That is the former life. Paul is saying that we do not put that back on, but we put it off. And we look at verse 23, where Paul says that we are to be renewed in the spirit. Verse 23, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Our minds must be renewed by the word of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that is so that we can continue to transform, to be sanctified into the likeness of Christ. So we are no longer dead in our sins. 
And we, so we are no longer stained by the mark of sin. And we are washed brand new in Christ so that our lives can reflect the likeness of God. We can be a true reflection of the image of God, the way it was intended to be. But it was sin that messed up that reflection, that cracked that mirror. It was sin that caused us to not be able to be the true reflection of God. But Paul is saying, when you're in Christ, we will be a true reflection of the image of God in true righteousness and in true holiness. So a life apart from God is hopelessness. And a life with God, with Christ, is filled with hope. And we talk about being transformed, growing in Christ, being more like Christ, sanctification, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. That is not a call to be perfect. God never called us to be perfect. He called us to be more like him. He called us to grow and to be more like him. By putting off our old self, I would say daily, right? By putting off our old self and by putting on our new selves, embracing the life that God calls for us by studying his word, allowing the Holy Spirit to change our lives so that we can continue to be transformed to look, to look more like Christ. And as I said before, that is not a be that is not behavior modification. It's a heart change. So we can do the right things that we're supposed to. We're supposed to do the right things, right? But we can't do the right things and follow the Christian culture and embrace the lifestyle of a Christian and not be transformed. It's a heart change. Our hearts need to change. We can't do these good things and our hearts are the same as the old life that Paul was saying we need to be away from. That's not how that works. That's not transformation. The transformation that we want to see is by being renewed by the word of God being renewed by the Holy Spirit so that we can be more like Christ. It is a complete heart change, a complete mind change, so that we really will be completely different people. There's a funny story by um, Augustine a Hippo, a very influential uh, theologian. And this is a story uh, right after he received Christ as his Savior. He was walking down the street and uh, someone that he knew before he knew Christ, a lady that he knew, she saw him walking and she started shouting his name, Augustine, Augustine. Augustine didn't turn around. He basically ignored her. And I can imagine, you know, a little bit of frustration from her, right? So she said, well, I'm going to catch up to him. So she starts running up the street trying to catch up to him. Augustine, Augustine. Then she finally catches up to him. And says, Augustine, it is I. And Augustine, he actually never turns around. He continues walking and he said, I know, but it is no longer I. 
My friends, <laughs> it's one of my favorite stories, but it's the truth. Our old life apart from Christ, as we said before, it is in the rear view mirror. We don't go back to it. And it is such a hard life, a hopeless life. We shouldn't even have fond memories about it. We should be so filled with hope in this new life in Christ that we have no desire to go back to it. And I pray today, I pray that I helped you and I pray that I encouraged you. I pray that I challenged you that the new life that we have is in Christ is filled with hope. And the old life in Christ is without hope. It's hopeless. And for those of us who may say, I don't know Jesus. I haven't received Jesus as my savior. I would just say to you, my friend, that that life with God, a life with Christ is filled with joy filled with hope you're no longer under the bondage of your sin filled with shame and fear but now you embrace a love that is everlasting a joy and a peace that is beyond understanding and a hope that is everlasting and my prayer for you connect church is that you embrace this life that you grow in Christ and that you put off the old self and put on the new self as you are continually being transformed in Christ. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you. We bless your name, God. Lord, we thank you for what you did for us on the cross. God, we thank you for your grace. Lord, we thank you that we are no longer held bondage by our sin, but God, we embrace the hope that you had for us. God, let us put off the old self, Father, but embrace this new life that you have in us. Lord God, bless Connect Church as they continue to do your work, as we continue to grow in you and be sanctified by your grace and your mercy, and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we love you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this encourages you to take your next steps in your faith journey with God. You can check us out more on connectchurchnj.com. Have a great day.